Hey guys, welcome to this little mini series masterclass, part one, uh, on how your music gets to the screen. Uh, today's esteemed guest is Ron Bartlett, one of the best, if not living legends, actually a better term for him, uh, re-recording dub engineers we have. Incredibly talented guy who's sharing 20 minutes of his time with you for free. It's an incredible video with incredible insight. You want to grab a pencil. Just to be clear, for those of you who don't know what the dub is, the dub is also called the final mix, not the final music mix, the final mix where you have your music, the sound effects, the production dialogue, the clean ADR recorded dialogue, all comes together to create the sonic landscape of your movie or show. That's what Ron does. He's a re-recording mixer. Um, his insight into this process from his perspective is incredible. I mean, I've been doing this a long time and I even learned things. So you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna take notes on this one. Um, so part one, the dub with Ron Bartlett. Without further ado, over to Ron. Good morning, my name's Ron Bartlett. I'm a re-recording mixer. And uh, Trevor's uh, asked me a couple questions about, you know, what could I tell young composers uh, that could help them uh, get their mix to speak uh, in a final mix, uh, their compositions? Um, I'd say the first thing would be is to listen to the dialogue. Uh, quite often composers turn off the dialogue and they compose their music and the music sounds great and by the time you put it in to the track with the dialogue, it ends up being turned down or ducked in certain areas that you might not like. Uh, the biggest thing I could say is to listen to it and accept it like a lead vocal track in a pop song, if you will. So if you're hearing the dialogue and you're composing around it, you'll have a much better chance of letting your music speak in the film and have a much better voice and tell the story. I mean, that's what we're really all about, right? We're all trying to tell a story. So if you uh, accept that and put that in with your music, it'll just flow better, it'll have the right pacing, it'll speak better in the mix, you know, the whole thing is gonna be a lot better and easier for all of us, including your director. Because, uh, you know, actors are, are there, they're, they're not going anywhere, you know, so everyone wants to hear what they gotta say. You travel through the story with an actor and so why not accept that and put it in, integrate it with your music better. Uh, I know it's tough, you know, when you're trying to compose music and you have a certain rhythm and the things, you know, the, the uh, a lead line will come in and you want a melody and it's going to do this and that. Um, I've written music myself. I understand. I've, I've done a little composing, not near as much as maybe some of you. Um, so I understand the problems but I've mixed a lot of movies and that's the one of the biggest things uh, is uh, not allowing the dialogue to have its space. So when you come in with a line or a certain hit or a big dramatic moment and it's not timed right or, or it's just, you know, stepping out of line, I'm gonna have to turn it down and then no one likes that because you're like, I don't like it either because it feels like, oh, he ducked for the dialogue, you know, and, and my job is to make sure that you don't feel any of that. You don't feel um, uh, like my partner like to say, we don't like to smell mixing, right? So I, I don't want to have to duck music and just to hear dialogue. 
I want to be able to integrate it and, and have it flow properly through the scene. Uh, and that's a, a big, big issue. So if you can turn on the dialogue, listen to it, compose your music, keep it on if you can. Uh, maybe not all the time, but uh, certainly when you're mixing it down and you're trying to make stems and you, you think about it, like, okay, my uh, entrance there, could it be softer or smoother and, and be stealthy when it comes in? So maybe you want to put like a light string or a pad that just starts so you can kind of sneak in out of nowhere instead of just coming in with a melody. You know, work on those transitions that that allow you to be smoother with uh, what you're doing. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you want to be... Uh, you know, stealthy might not be the right word, but, you know, something that integrates into the mix really easily and it just kind of fits like a glove. So think about the dialogue, think about the pacing of the scene and see where that, you know, maybe that can help you, you know, with how it fits together. Because ultimately they're all going to have to play together, dialogue, music, and sound effects. So the problem is when you're composing, you're not really hearing the sound effects unless you happen to get a temp track or something that would really help. Um, another issue is are like hits and uh, moments like, uh, let's say, you know, there's, it's a chase scene and everything's going and people are talking and the cars are crashing and people are shooting at each other and all that stuff. Very busy, a lot going on. Compose less, like make it much more um, transparent because you don't have to carry the whole scene. If you're thinking about all those other sounds going on, you don't have to add up so many layers and put such a dense track in that no one else can play in the sandbox. So really think about what's going on in the scene that is not part of your, your part, you know, the, the music. So if you can think of, okay, there's gonna be uh, a car skid and then it crashes and it explodes, right? They're going to play an explosion. They're going to play the skid, the crash, all that stuff, and, or someone yelling. Do you need to hit every moment and make uh, a big sting on the explosion? Probably not. You know, build it up, build the tension, get it to the point, and then pause. And then the thing explodes, then come in with, you know, maybe the sad music or whatever it is that you do for the scene. But the point is, pace it out and see where the other pieces might fit in your head. And chances are that's gonna help you with the way that the pacing goes, uh, who plays when, so that they all kind of go together. And, and that's really my job is to put them all together and balance them all out so that it feels like a movie. <clears throat> but what you can do is help yourself, help me, help your director by pacing that stuff out uh, making entrances really smooth and nice and uh, seamless and working around dialogue. So if they're talking and you can wait and then come in with a melody or a, a little counter line or something like that, uh, those little entrances are really key. Uh, and it, it works so much better if they're it just have a natural pace with dialogue. Uh, and then if you can avoid certain moments you know that you know that are going to get hit by sound effects or other things you're not going to get into that competing problem that everyone talks about like oh music versus sound effects it's not versus it's playing with and they play together that's the key 
is that everybody plays together to make a really cool track. So well, let's see what else can we do. Oh, get a good music editor, a good one, because uh, a lot of times this person is overlooked and they have a major role in what happens to your music. You'll be in your room, you compose the whole thing, and you go out and score it, and it gets mixed down, and off it goes to the stage, and you never see it again until the final playback. That's usually how it works, you know, because hopefully you're on to your next gig, right? <clears throat> so who's handling your music? Who's this, the, the voice on the stage that's supporting and, you know, kind of defending what it is that you did? Your music editor. So he's really the guy who's your representative. He's gonna talk to the, the me, the re-recording mixer, and uh, mainly your director, and work it out with uh, everything that you've done and fit it into the film. Now, obviously he has technical you know, things to do, like cut the track and sync and make sure you know, all the parts are there and, you know, and the formats are right and all that kind of stuff. But his major role is doing changes and after you're done, they've cut up the picture and all of a sudden either you have to rescore it or maybe there's no time or you're on another gig or there's all kinds of reasons, but that guy or woman is gonna save you, you know? And the way they do that is cutting up your score and making it work and, you know, repurposing things, moving things around. I've been on dubs where I couldn't even believe what they pulled off. I mean, they've cut up stuff that you had no idea and it was never intended to be there and it works brilliantly. And all of a sudden, oh, what a great score. The composer's great. And the editor had saved their ass big time. So uh, look for a good one, ask around, make sure you have a really good voice, a, a representative that can really follow your score and know what your ideas, your intentions were to get you to that finish line. They're a major part. Um, so that's a big one. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, stems. So if you don't know what stems are, they're, they're split outs of your mix. <clears throat> so you'll get, um, let's say you have uh, an orchestral score and a synth score together. It's a combo, um, a hybrid score. So you'll have food groups, you'll have strings, you'll have samples, you'll have brass, you'll have percussion, um, synth sounds, all these sorts of elements, right? Percussion. Separate them out because when it comes time for me to mix them into the film, it's not just one level that goes up and down and oh, the dialogue's talking, everything goes down, uh, the sound effect is needs to play big there, the whole track goes down or, or up, you know, it's just not elegant at all. It's going to be a real problem. Uh, when I get a lot of stems, I would rather have too many than too little, personally. Um, sometimes you're under a time constraint and you don't have time to, like, you know, have a million stems and deal with all that. Uh, I understand it's tough, especially with budgets. But the more you split it out, the better it is for me uh, to take those stems and, and shape them properly in the mix. Uh, and what I mean by that is I, I'm not changing your ideas. I'm not in there going, oh, I like this better and I think it should do this or that. 
what I'm trying to do is fit your music into the movie with the proper levels that can uh, I can play more of your music. And what I mean by that is, like, let's say you have a track and you have a, a, a line that comes in and then a, a lot of percussion comes in and the dialogue's there. So do I have to lower everything together the same? No. I can take certain elements that might be fighting with the dialogue or with maybe a sound effect or something. I can just lower that a little, keeping the rest of your idea up and keeping the integrity of the music up. Uh, that's a huge deal. And it, it's in every movie, every composer from Hans Zimmer to anybody else you could think of. Um, they all split out stems, and I'm very thankful when they do that. And, and people like Alan Meyerson, who uh, I've worked with a lot, and he's he's one of the best. He'll, he'll tell you the same thing, you know, make stems. And then uh, it makes my job way easier, and it helps your director a lot. The other thing that does is help your music editor. And by that, I mean the music editor is going to take all these stems. He's going to have everything playing uh, that you intended to be there. And then when it comes time to make those changes I talked about, he's going to have to take, or she, will have to take those stems and cut them up and maybe move things around and, and take things that you didn't really mean to be there, but he'll, he's going to put it in there in a really creative way and make it work with a, a transition that you never saw. So if the timing or the, the, you know, the picture changed or, you know, maybe they took out half your cue, do you really want them to just cut right in the middle of your, your line, your, your melody and cut it in half? You know, it's not going to be elegant. It's going to suck. So, Having those stems separate allows uh, your music editor to repurpose things, to move things around, to take things in and out, to make it more musical, uh, make the edit uh, much better, and help the movie flow. Uh, so it helps everyone, really, if you can do that. Uh, I know there is a lot of um, composers out there that don't like people changing their music. They don't like them... Uh, rebalancing anything and I understand that I understand as a composer myself sometimes you know that I don't want someone changing my idea but that's not really the purpose of that the purpose is for us to help you help you make those changes happen uh, and you know help out your music we're, we're there to help you and support you and not change your ideas and mess things up uh, on uh, Blade Runner 2049, uh, there's a prime example, is uh, Ben Walfish and Hans wrote a lot of great music, really great stuff. Um, the whole idea was they came on late in the game because uh, there was a change in composer. Uh, so they didn't have the time and the luxury of, you know, laying everything out, going over, the, having it all approved, all that stuff. So um, Ben decided to... Uh, write a lot of two-channel parts, you know, that that all added up to these this great score, if you've heard it. It's amazing. Um, the idea was that it would be overbuilt a bit. So um, what I mean is that they had decided to write some extra parts and different sounds so that Denis, our director, 
could hear them on a stage and then say, okay, I like this, I don't like that, or, you know, and, and adjust things and take things in and out. So I had all these different sounds, you know, all separated. It was very unique. Uh, usually things are mixed in like, okay, here's, you know, 10 or 15 five one stems or 7.1 stems. Here's your strings, here's your brass, here's your percussion, all that. Um, I didn't have that. I, ha I had a few like that. And a lot of them were just left-right, just a stereo uh, mix of whatever synth sounds or percussion or things that he had. Um, in doing that, we pieced together and heard all these sounds and found out what Denis was really liking and, and some things that he didn't like uh, throughout the film. So we were able to pick and choose what the director liked on the stage and and build those together and then once we had the the core of all the music that Denis liked I had uh, the chance to really spread things around the room and it was in Atmos so we could go to town with it uh, I had <clears throat> excuse me I had uh, everything at my fingertips because I could get to any track that was a like the extreme that was an unusual circumstance uh, if you have things split into certain food groups that helps me helps the director helps your music editor and ultimately helps you and your music uh, get it heard in the mix so those are the biggest things um, I could think of let's see um, don't be too precious with your music everyone writes something that hopefully that they really love and and they want that to be you know not messed with and it's in the movie and it's going to be brilliant we all want that everyone does um sometimes like i said there's a lot of picture changes and you can't play what you wrote you know we're gonna have to change it we're gonna have to do stuff to it we're gonna have to move it around repurpose it do do whatever we can to help help you out um and a lot of times that means big changes so work with your music editor and and figure that out, you know, and maybe you have to rescore something. But hopefully if you have your stems and you have other stems from other cues or other reels, uh, work with your music editor and get those together. Then you can swap things out, move things around. We do it on every single film. It's, it just always happens because it's so rare that we'll actually get a film that's done. Nobody touches it. You score it then I get it. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Even on the, the movie I'm doing now, I'm dealing with this really, uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's, he's a really uh, touchy composer, some guy named Beethoven, right? And uh, he doesn't want his music messed with, and he uh, doesn't give you any stems either. So the pro it's a documentary on Gustavo Dudamel, and uh, it's all about him composing and teaching kids and, and showing what he does with that composition. But in a way, he's doing the same thing as he is, he is storytelling within the composition. So you get to really see an insight on that. Um, what happens is, you know, he's conducting in uh, big orchestras all around the world, in Germany and in uh, uh, Caracas and Venezuela works with kids, works with, you know, adult, you know, uh, players, and then he uh, approaches everything 
within that music and pulls out all the great parts within it and you hear stuff and you're like wow that's amazing but it's the same piece of music we've all heard for years uh, so think about that. that you know that's another aspect of of how he can get emotion out of certain parts uh, that maybe you didn't think of so there's that there's uh, uh you know all kinds of things that you can do with your music within the film to tell a story because ultimately that's what we all do is we help the director tell his story in the film everything we do should be about that and not about what i do in my little you know department you know i get all the departments they all come together to me and i have to balance out everybody so that's kind of my problem is that i have to work out how everything fits together um, your music is a major part of it uh, what you do is sort of the emotional content of the film if you will uh, you deal with emotions you deal with pacing um, uh, dynamics all kinds of these uh, great tools to help a film but ultimately it tells a story the actors are telling a story uh, even sound effects tell a story they, they all help everybody puts their two cents in and makes this amazing collaborative art uh, it's one of the most collaborative art forms out there and what we do in the sound department is it's very odd it's a very unique gig and what it is is intangible so you sit there and you watch a movie but you only hear what we do you don't you can't see it you don't know what's going on you just feel it so go with that you know go with the feeling really you know figure out what it is you're trying to do telling that story help out who's going to take it from there which is your music editor and then ultimately me and we will then put it together at, with the director and really help your music tell that story i hope all this helped uh, and if you have questions or whatever uh, get in touch with trevor and i'd love to answer some you know and uh, uh i hope that helped you out thanks so much <laughs>